You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. All right, uh, Peter Weatherburn is here. You're very welcome. What are you up to these days before we get down to questions? I was at a big veterinary conference last week in London. Um, it was really interesting. Um, one of the remarkable things about my job is that you keep learning new stuff. You kind of think you're up to date. I mean, I've been qualified nearly 30 years now, and I keep on discovering new stuff, new ways of doing things, improved methods of diagnosis. And, um, and you know, it's a fascinating job that I have, and I love learning more about it. So that's what the conference was about last week. Right, and what did you learn? Well, um... I learned about heart murmurs in cats. Did you know that one in three cats has got a heart murmur? That's a lot of cats with a heart murmur. That's like the heart should normally go ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. But if there's a heart murmur, it goes push-dump, push-dump, push-dump. There's a little hissy noise in the middle. That's a heart murmur. And um, in cats, one in three of them have it. But only half of those cats, like one in six cats, is it significant? Is it associated with underlying disease? Right. And in, it, that means that one in six cats have got a heart murmur that is significant, that does need treatment, otherwise the cat will become um, will show signs of being unwell. Um, and heart disease in cats is quite difficult to diagnose because they kind of are independent creatures. So if a cat starts just to lie around more, you know, jumping up and things less and just taking things easier, it could be because it's suffering from low-grade heart disease. So, you know, um, and if you give treatment, then the cat will become more active again. So it's, it's quite, um, some of it's quite subtle and some owners mightn't be interested in, in pursuing this you know, things this far. But the truth is, if you do investigate cats with heart murmurs, and that means um, doing ultrasound and sometimes doing a blood test, if you do that, you'll find that um, you'll be able to help a lot of those cats have a more active life and they'll, they'll live for longer as well. Um, so that's the kind of thing that you learn about and it really does make a big difference to the quality of care that you give your pets. You know that in, in Old Connacht now we have a cat-only clinic as well as our standard clinic and um, our waiting room there, there's nothing but cats. You're not allowed in if you're not a cat or a human with a cat um, and the cats are allowed out of their baskets so they can wander around the, the waiting room and, and just chill out really um so people who feel motivated enough about cat care that they want to come to a cat's only clinic they're the people who who will really appreciate it if you diagnose a heart murmur in their cat and then go on t- to give the cat the necessary treatment to improve its life right. okay now let's get down to business here mm-hmm. uh hi pete my pet chorky what's a chorky I'm not sure. Say, run it past me again. My pet Chorky. Must might be a Yorkie actually. Chihuahua a Yorkie. Text. Chihuahua Is Yorkie. Is it? Yeah. When missing for ten minutes about four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No, she has a round, full belly, and her nipples are very prominent. <laughs> Could Oops. she be carrying pups? Well, this is the complicated bit because dogs can get a false pregnancy as well as a genuine pregnancy. Uh, and it can be quite hard for a layperson to tell the difference. Um, because in both cases, they get a full round abdomen, they get prominent nipples, and their behaviour changes a bit. Um, so, um, I suppose the first thing is to look at the background to it. Was she at the... F- you know, in season, when she went missing for that critical 10 minutes. If she was, then there's a high chance, yes, she could be pregnant. And the thing to do is to get an ultrasound scan done of her abdomen. And that has to normally be done somewhere between, I don't know, 26 to 32 days after she's been mated. How long did they say ago? How long ago Four weeks ago. 
Okay, about now then. They should go to the vet and ask for an ultrasound scan to be done. If the vet can't do it, they, sh- they should ask the vet to could refer it to somebody else? who can could be do. an illness of some it sort. It could be a false pregnancy. Uh, um, where a false Is pregnancy that any is, harm? Um, it, no, it goes away by itself, just with time. No harm at all. Um, so... But if they're worried about pregnancy, that's that's the definitive way to find out, and and then then they can approach things accordingly. See, if she is pregnant, she needs a different approach to if she isn't. If she's got a false pregnancy, because if she is pregnant, she does need extra food and she does need a bit of extra care. Um, so there you go. Don't right. let them out of your sight. <laughs> well, it could be false, is what you're saying. Could be a false pregnancy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, you'd recommend getting it checked out because they need extra care. If she's pregnant, yes. Right, that's Tara in Arklow. Okay. Mm. Uh, another one here. Just a question for Pete. Our dog is uh, losing use of back legs. Our vet mm. says they wouldn't be able to do anything. She's about 11. I wonder oh. what sort of dog she is. Yeah. Tell, okay. us, tell us about that arthritis. Is well, that's... that's is the thing is that dogs over the age of 10 can lose the use of their back legs for a number of different reasons. And there's probably three main reasons. The first one being arthritis of the hips or knees. And that's very common in older dogs. And that can be treated very effectively. Um, the second common reason is um, lumbosacral disease. That's the, the lumbosacral area is where your spine joins up with your pelvis and it's quite common in dogs to have disease in that area which then puts pressure on the nerves to the back legs and as well as causing pain it also causes weakness of the back legs and if that's going on again that can be treated quite effectively um, with drugs or sometimes with surgery but the third disease that causes um, weakness of the back legs in older dogs is um, a thing called CDRM or chronic degenerative radiculomyelopathy. Now, what that long and complicated name means is that the nerves in the spine that supply the back legs just kind of wither away and stop working properly. And in those cases, a dog has normal knees, normal hips, normal lumbosacral area, but the legs are just going weak and they start to drag their toes along the ground behind them when they walk. Um, and for that particular problem, there is nothing at all that you can do. Just have to make them it, comfortable. Yeah. Make them By comfortable. the way, it's a Jack Russell. It's a Jack Russell, okay. Well, the last disease I just mentioned to you is CDRM. That's common in certain breeds that would include German Shepherds, but it wouldn't include Jack Russells. So really, they, they, they need to find out a bit more. Their vet will know which type of illness is going on from examining the dog, and if they don't know, then they might want to do further investigations like x-rays, or they might want to be referred to a vet who specialises in orthopaedic conditions. Yeah, same, the vet says nothing you can do about it. It probably has made an assessment that... It probably has, but, but they should be... the vet, vet. If you question the vet a bit more and say, well, why not, and what condition does my dog have? You know, they, they should be able to... Yeah, extract more more information because it's the second opinion we want here right it, um if they're not if they haven't got all that information if the vet won't give them all that information then i'd suggest say to the vet well would you mind if we ask somebody with a particular interest in orthopedic conditions andrew Byrne at our clinic in old connacht avenue is an example of a vet who has a particular focus he loves all the the nitty-gritty about um making examining joints and working out what's making a dog lame and then giving you know, treatment which can involve quite complicated surgery, that's what really um, captivates his attention. So I, if I have a dog like that, I'll ask Andrew to have a look at it. And um, But you suspect anyway that it's over 11 and there's yeah, bound to be difficulties? Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, there are conditions 11-year-old dogs can be treated very effectively with, 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 for all sorts of conditions. It's really impossible to say without 
having an accurate diagnosis and having a name put on it, do you know? And that's, that's, what, that's what we're here for as vets. That's what we should be able to do. All right. Okay, yeah. thanks for that. Okay, Please. thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was Anne uh, with the Jack Russell there. So get um, ask the questions seems to be the uh, mm. recommendation That's there. It. That's Pete, it. Uh, tell me why. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that was when you were a kid. Why? Why? Just <laughs> yes. keep at it, Anne. Why? All right. Why? <laughs> why? Why? That's Pete uh, Weatherburn. We'll get him out of here now. He seems to be losing the run of himself. <laughs> Pete uh, from uh, Bray Vet and Old Connor, which has a, its own category as well. And uh, you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com.